You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grand, where we live the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture. Welcome back to the Grand Designs Podcast. I'm DJ Grand, and I'm joined again with my brother, Jerry. Hello. And temporarily with Ryan still. Now they keep pulling me out of this. What the heck? <laughs> Not cool. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, to let you know how to get a hold of us, uh, granddesignspodcast.com is our website. Uh, email us at granddesignspodcast at yahoo. You can su- subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, follow us on uh, on Instagram at Grand Designs Podcast and on follow us on Twitter at Grand Designs Pod. Um, before we start in the the major topic of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, back in episode four, we talked about how officiating in professional sports and it really played out in a bad way for the in the NHL. Now, I want to make a point that we also discussed that the referees in the NHL do not want to be the outcome or the result of a game. And I was told this by a ref who is still currently a referee in the NHL, that they do not want to basically decide the game. So in overtime, the whistles go away, and it's pretty much let the boys play. That didn't happen. Well, with the Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks, I saw it, and I did not. If you wanted to call it a penalty, maybe, but a five-minute major that actually turned the game around for the San Jose Sharks and gave them the series, talk about deciding it for a team. That's exactly what they did. Well, yeah, um, the Golden Knights were up 3 nothing with 10 minutes to go in the game. I turned it on. The penalty was already called. The power play had already started, and I couldn't believe when I watched them literally score four goals and – you, the home momentum, the game was over. When they scored the second goal, you could just tell that the Knights, because it was a bad call. I, I didn't know at the time, but you could just tell that their uh, energy had just gone down. So it definitely turned the game. So in uh, the NHL, if I'm not mistaken, came out and apologized the next day, admitting that they made a mistake, which is— And th- also basically punished that crew and not allow them to rough in another Stanley Cup final. And or- they sh- they shouldn't, but that doesn't help the Knights. Because they, they had that game and that series. That was game seven. That is not the time as if we're going to believe the uh, referee that didn't want to decide the game. He didn't want to decide that game. He decided the series. So And perhaps the Stanley Cup in, in itself, if San Jose goes that far, it it totally has ruined the playoffs for me for, rest, for the rest of the, the playoffs. It's, it's, it's shot to me because it's not just. Uh, the wrong team is moved on because of the refs. It's something like the NFL with the Rams and the Saints. The wrong team won, and they got punished in the Super Bowl. Well, it's it's sad, but once again, the point is that the refs are the ones that caused this, and they're the ones saying they didn't want to have anything to do with it. Anyways, the topic for today, the major topic, is about the Illiches and the uh, Little Caesars Arena and what they've done with uh, District Detroit. Uh, to give a little overview of it, the uh, Illiches bought a whole bunch of property long before they uh, got the or or 
made the uh, Little Caesars Arena, and they, using their lobbyists in both Lansing and Detroit City Council, they got them to change the laws, the city council, to switch over some money from what was once um, earmarked for schools, and they switched it to sports arenas and sporting events. Three hundred to the tune of three hundred and twenty-four million of taxpayers' money, and they promised um, office space, retail, as well as housing, and they've got and they've delivered very little of that. Well, I've been doing my hardest this whole entire week to look for a reason to maybe back the ages up here because I just can't see a, a company that would go in and make such a promise and just flat out renege. Uh, so the only research that I've done that I can find out is for these neighborhoods and the retail. Now, the neighborhood, I'm talking apartments, condos, not the individual housing neighborhoods. Uh, the retail space, I think they made a grave error in judging their demand for such locations or such business, be it the uh, condos, the apartments, and the re- uh, the office space because – before anything can be built or any ground be broken, the insurance companies and banks have worked it out to where 50% of those buildings must be uh, sold. So you got to have the condo, the occupancy. If there's 100 rooms, they want 50 rooms already paid for before they'll even break ground. And that's the insurance company and the banks. Well, most of these projects, they've come up way short. And I, one of uh, an article that I, I got here from uh, the Nolan Finley show – Basically, he brings up that one of the obstacles reportedly tripping up the project is the Illiches had a partnership with a company, well, between Olympia Development, which the Illiches owns, and a Baltimore-based Cordish uh, Cause. Uh, they are one of the most successful big project outfits in the country as far as development. Uh, their relationship has broken off or seriously frayed. Now, Olympia doesn't have the infrastructure to handle a massive development. So before all this started, they got into a deal with this company to assist them in the development. Well, the relationship is broken off, frayed. It could be because they didn't fill it up, and now it's just gone. The problem I have is the Illages are not explaining that. They're not telling that. They're coming out and just warping with a spin of a release statement how they've developed the city and they've given $50 million and they've done this and that to where the area we're speaking about from the deal that they agreed to, they've gone dark and they're not explaining anything for it. And it's kind of opened up to where there are people like uh, uh, Representative Rashid Tahib, and she's just going, she's a, what they call an anti-development activist. And the Illiches are almost like giving her this stuff as a silver platter to use against the development of Detroit. Um, you can go into the details of what Detroit was supposed to be as far as a link between downtown and midtown because it's just parking lots. And again, I tried try hard to defend them, and this is the only thing I could see. But at the same time, why haven't they said that? Why am I the one having to look this up? And I'm guessing because I can't figure out why they would – Literally three hundred and what forty million, twenty million to the taxpayers. Three hundred twenty-four million of the taxpayers, but the whole project was eight hundred sixty-three million dollar project. It included a twenty thousand seat state of the art arena anchoring twelve acres of mit twelve acres of mixed use buildings and a parking garage. And it was supposed to be the centerpiece of the District Detroit, the family's wider two billion fifty city block development plan. So, you know, part of the problem is, yes, it's not being uh, developed, and there are a lot of people who live in those neighborhoods. It's just flat land. Um, they're just buying it up, and it's parking lots, and they're making money off the parking lots. 
But another problem is, and I don't know who negotiated the deal, uh, but Detroit's getting screwed as far as the concessions, the parking, the merchandise. I mean, you go to most of the big cities, I don't want to say all, but most of them, and portions go to the city. Now, the villages don't own LCA. They lease it from the Detroit Authority. So Detroit owns that building. So why they wouldn't want part of the of the profits from the uh, concession stands, and that's really not a part of the story. Um, the story is not developing it, but they kind of went one up, and they're just really killing Detroit and not sharing any. I don't want to say share. They're not giving any of that, uh, which they should get because they own the building of concessions. I, I think it is part of the story. Um, the Illiches negotiated during a time when Detroit was bleak, when they were in the middle of one of the worst uh, bankruptcies and the worst in, in United States history. And so they came with a lot of leverage and the city had none. And the city was desperate to get any kind of commerce into the downtown Detroit area. And in doing so, they agreed to something that ended up hurting them. The old Joe Lewis, the Illiches split 50-50 with their, uh, the tickets and the merchandise and parking with the city. In this particular deal, the city got none of that. Right. But I don't think that has anything to do with the development of the property that they promised to develop. This is just saying, hey. It, no, they it's either, another example of them screwing over the city. No, they yeah. either had a shrewd developer or I'm sorry, developer, a, a negotiator or the city of Detroit had a bad one. Because the, the the city of Detroit should have said, no, we're getting whatever, hell, 30%, not 50 Something would have been better this than nothing. This is why nothing. I said they were desperate. And they did it because of the desperation of the time. When this all went down, it was desperate times. The city was going dark. It kind of makes it look even worse for the Illages because it makes it look like I think they're taking advantage. And yeah. that makes it to where they could have now – they don't have to, but they could have said, hey, 20% to the city to help you out, um, in which now – I can see where you're tying it into because it makes them look worse because they're not developing this. From what I get, it's supposed to, they're supposed to develop a midtown that connects them to the downtown, which I thought would be – was residential neighborhoods, but I was wrong. It's more condos, apartments, and office space. But again, they don't – I mean they don't – they didn't get the people to come down. Now, Bedrock uh, Corporation or Bedrock Company, which Jan Gilbert owns – this makes it even look worse. They're developing. They're building the buildings, and they're doing what they said. The Illiches aren't. So I'm having a hard time finding out why. Well, this is why I think those concessions are important, because I think the city probably gave up those concessions thinking they were going to get something back after it was developed. The vibrant city kind of thing? Yes, they were going to get something in the end. And it turns out the Illiches totally flubbed on their part of the deal. My biggest part of the problem is – I'm a capitalist, but this is the height of crony capitalism. They went to the government to get their money. If it was their own money, they could do what they want, build all the parking lot, parking lots they want and use that money if they want. But the fact that they went and got taxpayers, and worse than that, most of the taxpayers are not going to benefit from the, the Red Wings. Most of those who watch the Red Wings, go to see the Red Wings, are from the suburbs. So the taxpayers of the city of Detroit, those taxpayers are, are not getting – they're getting screwed. Does Duggan or the city council have anything to do with this? Because they voted those people in. And if they vote them in, they have to take what those guys set up, whatever deals it may be, as bad as they may be. And if that's the case here – That doesn't wipe out the fact they're being screwed. Even if that's the case, they're being screwed. And And – the problem, once again, I have is that 
you say something, if you have integrity, you follow through with it. They knew it was a possibility. These are smart people we're talking about. They don't build a pizza um, company in a billion-dollar industry, worldwide industry, not knowing what could happen in the future. They are smart people. They knew that it was going to be hard to fill these residential districts, yet they still promised they would. Worse than that, there's no work going on. Right now, it's all parking lots. There's no work being done on any residential. There's a few office spaces that are going up. They were talking about what, what I read, that the Mike Illich School of Business was planned to open at the end of last year. And I haven't heard of them opening yet, but that was part of the plan. Uh, but once again, no residential. They have They have totally... Just forgotten about the residential. I think in Crane's magazine, the Illich, uh, the son, I forget his name, who's running the company now, he brought up about the Illich School of Business in Wayne State as already being open, as being one of the gems of what they've done. So is it open? I haven't heard anything. If it is open, there's one promise, but that's, once again, it's not the residential part of it. Well, well, the residential part, again, from what I've researched, I don't – they can't get the fifty percent or the minimum of buyers. Without that, they're not going to build. Then so, they shouldn't have promised it. So they then, should never have promised that if they knew that was a possibility, they had to have. They're smart people. I'm going to agree. They never they bit off more than they could they chew. Should never have promised that. And the fact that they promised it and are not following through on it, blame is on the illiches. They took taxpayer money but on that on that What I'm trying to bring up is that's why they're not going to build these office buildings until they get the fifty percent office buildings, uh, the condominiums and apartments, they need fifty percent uh, residential people to already pay the lease for whatever six months to a year, and they're not even close to that. So if they're not close to getting that now, and they have a problem with a major developer, and this company is the big dogs of developing areas, and they're not doing it now, uh, n- nothing's going to happen. It's not getting built because there's no people. Now I know I heard in the beginning when this all started when they first started the. Uh, proposals to go through when they're talking about uh, moving into LCA, that it was going to be a grand joint adventure. It was going to be a new city. Uh, the people would come. They're not coming. Well, they also promised jobs too. Those jobs didn't, didn't materialize. Um, I got from Detroit.curb.com, uh, the Illich family's Olympic development, Olympia development brought large, bought large parcels of land in the area known as Cass Corridor for years, promising to build an entertainment and residential district around the new hockey arena. Currently, instead of a dense urban area, it looks like more like a suburban stadium surrounded by parking lots. New construction continues to go up in the area, mainly surrounding the area, but no residential has opened, and areas outside the arena continue to be leveled for parking. Cranes has reported that a residential high-rise could be planned overlooking Comerica. In recent months, Olympia has backed away from the residential plans, instead moving to build more office space. They're they're reneging on the residential part, and that was a major part of what they – because that's tax revenue that Detroit would get. And that's why I think Detroit said or the city said – We'll we'll give you your concessions. You can have your parking money, but we'll we'll and in exchange we'll get the tax revenue. But they're not they're they're getting the park. The Illiges are getting the parking money, but the city's not getting the tax revenue. They too, like the Illiges, made a critical error. They were desperate because they of the a, times. Made a critical that error. doesn't get, that doesn't excuse uh, the the Illich Holdings for doing what they did. That that may be the case, and you could be right, but that's still not an excuse. This is pure crony capitalism. No, I agree. I found a little article that basically says, speaking in favor of the arena project and a justification, 
new jobs, and ec- economic development. During this segment entitled Motown Blues was Livonia Republican Representative John Waltz. He himself championed the 2012 legislation that allowed the eventual public funding for new area, uh, new arena construction. That right tells you what you said earlier, that they literally took the money from other areas and put it for arena construction. All right. So that so money the, originally was uh, earmarked for schools. No. Now, the church schools are bad enough as it is. I'm not for public schools. I'm against public schools. But still, to take the money that was allocated for schools and to put it to sports and then not come through with what their promises of that, that there's a moral shortcomings there on the illegitimate. Well, before coming to this podcast, I was watching the news and I heard the union representative for the Detroit teachers. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard June 30th of this year, the contract ends. And they want 10,000. The teachers in Detroit are paid 10,000 less on average than anyone else in the country as far as teachers go. So they're asking for that $10,000 and that money could have went to the uh, Little Caesar Arena. Well, I guess it's a separate issue, but Detroit schools are also worse than the rest of the, he, he the brought, country. He so brought they that should up. be paid less. He brought that up. But I bring that only because linking it to, they took it from the education and it's going to come back and bite them in the June 30th when they renegotiate and there's no money to pay these teachers. Now, yeah, they're the worst. I get it. But the money was taken, but was in the schools and now it's for Little Caesars Arena and there's no benefit because they're not developing. And look, they got to come to the conclusion or the, the Detroit does, it's not going to be built. These people are not coming. No one's buying the business office space. No one's buying the apartments. And if no one buys the apartments, they're not going to build it. They have to achieve this minimal 50% occupancy. And until they do, and right now, I think one building just started like two weeks ago. And that was breaking ground because they achieved. And I I don't know the number. I heard from five to nine office or, or apartments, condominiums. So that could be five, but only one. Because that's how long it's taken to get that one building the occupancy. No, they made a critical error in judgment. I don't even think they cared. They, what you were saying, they saw an, they saw a situation where they had a weak opponent. They took advantage of that opponent, which being in Detroit, the city of Detroit. And to make it worse, I think they brought the Pistons from Auburn into Detroit to make it more affordable because now they're paying at least two. It's not just the Red Wings. Well, I see more of the city of Detroit using the Pistons than the Red Wings. So at least that, the Detroiters, some of them, there are obviously um, suburbanites that follow the Pistons, but at least some of those Detroiters are going to get something out of that tax. Where the Red Wings, very, very little Detroiters. City residents of Detroiters follow the Red Wings. So they're getting nothing out of that side of it. But to give the Illages their fair share, I want to read their holding statement that they brought out when HBO... But this disappoints me, though, so go ahead. Um... The Illich holding statement is, our organization has six decades of dedication, commitment, and positive impact throughout the broader Detroit community. We are exceptionally proud of our accomplishments, including the creation of thousands of jobs, the restoration of various historic buildings, and the development of downtown sports, and an entertainment district that has surged since the opening of Little Caesars Arena. It is unfortunate when a media outlet emphasizes the voices of a critical few and not the voices of the many who would present the positive story that is taking place across our city. The result was a self-interested, sensationalized, and inaccurate report designed to attract viewers instead of a balanced report on the rebirth of Detroit and our contributions to cities, to the city's turnaround. Public funds for the arena came from specific tax dollars allocated to a fund 
to fund a catalyst development project that would drive economic growth in the city of Detroit. Our commitment to the city was to develop a $450 million arena and within five years deliver $200 million in additional development directly or by others. The reality is that we exceeded our commitment and also know that this catalyzed numerous other development projects in and around the arena, including a variety of residential. We invested over $863 million in a state-of-the-art, award-winning arena and are on track to have over $200 million in private development completed this year, roughly five years ahead of schedule. We remain undeterred in our commitment to the city and its bright future. We will continue to invest in successful projects with that will drive job creation, economic growth, and enhance, for years to come, the quality of life for Detroiters. Now, my problem with that statement is doesn't talk about District Detroit at all. Not one word. It, talk, it talks about what they did in the past, as if that that sets aside or is okay. Since they in the past, what I think they mean is is the Fox. Who wrote that statement? Do you know? To say it's from the Illich holding statement. It's from okay. the Illiches. It's from them. What they don't understand, I think they met, probably made a huge error because they said there they gave what eight hundred million to the city of Detroit. No, the eight hundred. Uh, the eight hundred and sixty-three million was for the state of the art award-winning, according to this okay. statement. That's of their money. That's the total cost for the right. arena, not their money. Because oh, okay. three hundred twenty-four million of that came from the city of Detroit. What you were also pointing out with the Pistons, they also—I don't know if the, how they did it, if it's uh, through the legislation—but they got more bonds to pay for the retrofitting of LSCA because it was at first all the Red Wings. When the Pistons came in, they had to get all rid of those. Red seat. So they didn't pay for it. They went and got more bonds, which was $34 million to change the seats. That wasn't their money. Once again, quite capitalism. So, no, so here we go, right back to it. And they left that completely out there when he's talking about what he did for the city. And it's not really from what that statement, I don't hear, that's why I'm disappointed. I don't hear one thing about the project involving the buildup in between uh, LCA and what uh, Dan Gilbert's doing. That was the whole goal. And nothing's been done. Now, I wish they'd come out and bring up the point that, hey, we can't get the people down here to build them. We, I wish they'd say that. Well, here's the problem. They had a chance to talk to uh, Real Sports, HBO. They didn't. They, they refused to talk. And worse than that, the Crane's business tried talking to them. Now, if you're going to talk to anyone, that's, that's a reputable business um, publication. Those are the ones to talk to, and they refuse to talk to them. That shows either cowardice or they're admitting their failure. Why wouldn't they talk? Why wouldn't they? At least the cranes. Why wouldn't they? Embarrassment. It hasn't gone like they, they should. If they were right, though, according to the statement, there's nothing that, to be embarrassed that's about. That's just it. That, that statement. And they know that's why they made the statement. That's why they made that. This is PR and, is what this Correct. Was. That's a spin. And they know they can't spin it on TV with cranes or HBO because the person opposite, be it crane or I forget who the HBO guy is, but they're, they're going to be held accountable. This statement here, there's no one holding them accountable. They're writing the, the, uh, their story, their narrative, or, or their why in this statement here. Was, to where they couldn't do that if they were being interviewed, and that's why you'd be called coward. I'm going to say they'd be held accountable. They'd be embarrassed because these points would be brought up, and they couldn't tell you. Now, that brings me to where there's something more than just my theory because I've looked it up, and the only thing I could find is that. It's just a theory that they can't get the people to come down in the office or the apartments. That's still no excuse. But just uh, it was Real Sports David Scott who tried to interview them, and he and then he he came empty. They, he no one from the Illich company or the Illiches themselves would talk to him. It's tough in this day to find people accountable. 
but I don't understand it. If that was the case, and maybe it's not. Maybe I'm completely wrong on this. But I, why can't they come out and say, listen, we made a mistake. We thought people would come. We've only got one building filled at 50% occupancy. The rest, we haven't met that uh, plateau, that goal yet. And I think people understand that. So let me get this straight. So the excuse is they haven't come to fill this, the uh, residential area. So we're not going to build that, but we'll still build nothing but parking lots and take all the revenue from the parking lots and, and, and parking garages. And that's fine. We can do that. See, it, they, they want it, They want the best of both Look, they're, worlds. They're, they're coming, taking both no, sides. They're coming out with. They're looking bad on this deal because again, they're not explaining it. But if it is that they have to have a minimum occupancy and they don't have it, how are they going to build it? They shouldn't have promised it. No, no, I agree. I I, I told I agree. But let's get. How are they going to build it now? Because that, that's where we're at. We want it built. We want the, the apartments and these office spaces built now. But I think it also um, – the insurance companies are involved in this because back in the 30s with the Empire State Building, that went 20 years before it returned to profit. And the insurance companies – and I worked for an insurance company. And these guys, they're cruel. They want all your payments, but they come – even to life insurance. When it comes down to make the claim, you passed away. It was a $100,000 uh, um, payout. Well, they're going to go back and say, well, the birth date's wrong. So we deny your claim. And they win. The insurance company is saying, look, we want your money, but we're, we don't want to give you money back. And they're doing the same thing here. We're not, we're not going to let the bank payroll or bank this until you get this occupancy. Because if you don't, we're going to be on the hook to pay the bank their losses. And we're not even going to underwrite this until they meet that criteria. And I think that's a, no one's going to come. From Detroit City point of view, why are your problems my problems? Again, a good question. They never should have promised it. But at the end of the day, that's where we're at and this is why. You're right. It's not your problem. I have a problem. This should be the illages. We can't, I can't fill these. And we got, how do we, they got to discuss now how to get the people down here. We made a critical error in seeing, we thought we could fill it up and we can't. What makes them look really bad is they filled up with nothing but parking lots. They have no problem building the parking lots. I'm gonna that makes them look so atrociously bad. If you look downtown around, or it's not even downtown, they call it midtown, but around the, um, Little Caesars Arena, it is blight, and it's and the arena's been out for two three years now. They could have they could have at least done more than just build parking lots and parking garages. They the Illages own so many buildings, empty vacant buildings around there, and they're just sitting there doing nothing. Why did they buy them if they weren't going to do something with them? I can't recall the iconic bar or restaurant that the Illages uh, Olympia Development just purchased for two point two million on the Cass Corridor. The Common guess is what you're just saying, another parking lot. They want to just take it down. But again, the owner sold it to them and it's, it's vacant now. There's nothing there. It's, it goes along with you about the blight. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, but again, if it is parking lots, they're just making themselves look worse. So how do the illages, I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of this. They could get by fulfilling their promises. That's the only it's gonna, way. It's not well, going to happen. The, the reason why they coming. want those parking garages because that's money to the illegals. Correct. Yeah, straight money doesn't go Fans to Detroit. Come down their park. Yeah, and it goes straight to them. And there is the problem. They can take that money, no problem. They can fulfill that part of the obligation. But when it comes to building the office spaces and residential and making it just a better area, oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Is what we hear. I guess another point of the story is uh, the illegals are giving capitalists a really bad rapper bad name because this is not how capitalist works and yet they will call it capitalism and that's not the case well it's not capitalism it's crony capitalism and that and that's and to make everyone just explain a little bit of another area 
Go ahead. Well, a capitalist does not work with the government, a true capitalist. A, ca- a, a capitalist is an individualist who does it on their own. They don't go to this taxpayers because you go to the taxpayers. That's a form of socialism. Well, that's not capitalism. I'll give you another example where it's accepted every day, and I don't think the people understand it or realize what they're doing, that they're paying money out of their paychecks every single week or two weeks. It's called the Medicare tax. And this Medicare tax pays for nursing homes. It is crony capitalism to the core. These owners of these nursing homes, the physical therapy, the rate they charge Medicare, and just for an example, a room, a room, a shared room is three fifty to $400 a day. Now, the only reason they're getting this money is because Medicare is paying for it. That's the government. And we, out of our check, it's the Medicare tax, are giving the government this money to pay these capitalists. It's not capitalism. So don't call them that then. Stop they're, calling them capitalists. They're not capitalists. They're giving the industry to where other people, like the Illages, are seeing this and they think it's capitalism. It's crony capitalism. You're correct. They're giving them a bad name in which now the socialists out there are seizing it because see how bad they are, the greed, and so forth. They're making us or capitalism look bad. Our first episode was about pragmatism. And that's what and this that's is. that's what this is. The end justifies the means. And the end is we want that arena. That's all that matters to us. So we'll do any shady deal to get that arena. And I think you were clear in that episode that the wings, the illages, have a motto of whatever it takes. Just like they did when they bought and the Stanley Cup in 2002. Whatever it takes. This is another extension of whatever it takes, whatever it took to get that stadium up. To where we can get our our revenue, our parking lots, and at the same time, a hundred percent of the concessions, parking, uh, merchandise, ticket sales—that's a lot of money that they get to keep for themselves. So I think you're right there. They just said, "Hey, whatever it takes to make this happen, and we'll suffer the consequences." And that is refusing to talk to cranes and HBO because it's going to come to light. And I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. It shouldn't. But to put a little bow on this to end it. This is why pragmatism is so prevalent in our society. No one knows what it is, and when they when they act, they oh, because they did it. Oh, I can do it, and that justifies me doing it. Just someone else does it. There's no excuse for that. No excuse. I agree. Uh, before we go, uh, anyone that's got feedback, please give us your feedback. Uh, tell us, do you agree with uh, the illages? Do you disagree? Uh, where is your standing? Uh, give us a topic that you like to see us discuss within sport ethics, and we'll be happy to bring that to light. You can tell us that or give that feedback at our website at granddesignspodcast.com. Also, our email is granddesignspodcast at yahoo. Once again, you, you can subscribe at iTunes. You can s- subscribe and watch, listen on YouTube as well as Facebook. And follow us. Instagram is at granddesignspodcast. And follow us on Twitter is at granddesignspod. This is the Grand Designs Podcast. Who are you listening to?
Is that? Well, I just texted him. So you ignore that. 